Welcome to Healthy Wealthy Wise Mind, where we learn more about how truly marvelous and wonderfully made we already are. Join me, Ana Gaeta, your faith and fitness trainer, as we unpack the biblical wisdom behind really cool science facts and medical research. This will have you running right into God's loving arms. So, get ready for him to download some amazing insights from his word into your heart. Let's start. Being started, we are talking about the physical effects of forgiveness. And so, I'm going to start off with a prayer and we'll get started. Thank you, Heavenly Father, with for everything that you've given us for who you are and for how you've always shown up in our lives in ways that are so wonderful. Even in the way that we were made, we know we are wonderfully made and created from the inside out. You thought of us way before we even could come into being. You were already creating every aspect of us inside out how we were going to be even our personality and where you were going to place us lord and so we are thankful and grateful beyond measure for all you are doing all you have done all you're about to do in our lives allow everything that we learn here today to truly bring us closer to you to help us love you more dearly and share you more eagerly as we live more intentionally lord allow us to hear you more clearly and may everything we learn be for your glory as we bring about it into our day to day and share it with others with love we place it all in your hands thanking you for your presence in this call and in every aspect of our lives in the name of your son jesus christ amen so like i said thank you all for being here and as i get started talking a bit more about just how forgiveness plays a very important role and a key factor in not just our physical health but in our lifestyle and in the way that we show up in different areas of our lives i will be uh, discussing different aspects of this both in my personal life and in research studies that have recently come to to be published and so one of the things that I want to first address is what really happens in our body when we don't forgive, when we have this, um, even if it's not something big, even when we're just kind of holding a grudge because we're like, oh, why did this person do that? And we don't think or see it as unforgiveness, but it is there. Something's there. So what happens is our bodies immediately take all our thoughts and they are actual electrical connections in our brain and depending on the type of conflict that happens there's a different section of our brain that is activated now when that happens that part of the brain controls specific organs in our bodies and along with that are also hormones and all these neurological connections and so the actual effect in our body is far more than we realize. It actually can create not just in our brains like a, a sensation of sometimes exhaustion or lack of energy, but it can also create a physical effect in the organ um, depending on what it was. So for example, I'll just bring a brief example. If you were uh, almost 
uh, in a car accident and now you are really upset because this guy scratched your car and now you're in the middle and you're screaming and you're just angry at this person and you're not about to let it go right now because you're just like no this person needs to pay for this and i'm really angry at them um you know let's say the 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 insurance comes over everything gets sorted out but you're still angry because this person made you miss an appointment like a very important appointment now you're like continuing to hold on to this even if it's just for the day in that moment that that happened your body one made it mean something and what happens is this can be a conflict trigger now conflict trigger through germanic medicine we have learned that can have it can have a biological response. And what ends up happening is if it fits all these five categories, one, it was unexpected, two, it was dramatic, three, it was acute, it was like a strong effect, Um, four, it was lived in solitude. And by lived in solitude, it means that it was something that you did not express out loud to someone. And I'll go deeper into that one. And then five, it was something that was really out of like you felt over like was not within your range of of um, like addressing like it just became overwhelming. I guess that would be the closest word to what I'm trying to say overwhelming. And so if it fits all these five things, what happens is that it will end up having an biological like an actual physical effect in your body and so what i meant when i said it is something that is lived in solitude it means that we tend to have a way of sharing things where we're like this happened and this is what happened and we have a very social way of saying like oh well i I was in a car crash um i'm okay but my car is in now i'm late to this meeting that's still lived in solitude even if you tell a hundred people why because you didn't address the thought and the feeling behind every thought that went through your head and so what happens is this is the one factor we can control the other factors like whether it was acute or dramatic or overwhelming or you know like unexpected are not factors we can control but this is the one factor we can control when addressing any situation and this goes um for preventing any type of ailment or disease And uh, this is really one of the best ways to do that because at that moment, what happens is the neurological connections in your brain actually address it differently. And yes, it might turn into like a psychological conflict where you're still like upset about something, but it doesn't like actually manifest into an organ in your body. And that's why it's so important that we talk to God. And sometimes we're not used to doing this out loud. And I, I know I did that because not all of us live with a spouse, not all of us live with family. So I remember one of the things that I learned when I was going through trying to get rid of all these illnesses and and things that were happening was really just learning to spend some time talking out loud to God and saying, okay, when this happened, my first thought was, I cannot believe you. How could you? You're so rude. You made me lay. Um, And then that made me feel angry. It made me feel upset. Like just explaining step by step and then when i got out of the car i was scared um because i thought well what if you know there's a big dent in the car and what if this is going to cost me a lot of money what if like all the thoughts and the actual feelings that were behind this need to be said out loud and like i said not all of us live uh, with family or with a spouse or with somebody so the best way to do this is just to talk out loud to god and give him all your thoughts give him all the feelings and when we're able to do this we're able to actually counter a lot of ailments and diseases 
that take place in our body because of the electrical connections that happen in that section of the brain it starts to release signals immediately when you have those thoughts and you have those feelings even those that are unconscious into that specific organ of your body so depending on the different thoughts and the different conflicts is the different organs it's going to attack sometimes that could be liver sometimes like if you you know it could be pancreas it could be all these different aspects of it and you want to make sure you address them so that's one of the first things I want to talk about, because what happens when we, you know, like even if we share all of this and we really don't release it, which is the second aspect of it, we really need to just give it up and give it to him, to God, and just truly trust that, okay, I've said all of this, I'm angry about this, I'm upset about this. And the faster that we do this, you know, because sometimes we tend to do this, you know, a week after, two weeks after, a, a couple of days, the longer that you take to address the issue, that's the amount of time you will be in the healing phase. The conflict active phase is the phase that is going to be um, activated the moment that you have these thoughts and feelings. The healing phase is going to be as long as the conflict active phase so if you took you know a couple of hours then you know you might not even allow the body to have this effect on your organs and you might still be able to catch it before then if you took a week then yeah you're going to start feeling the healing phase after that which is going to be a week you might end up having a fever you might end up depending on the organ that was triggered and so we want to avoid this as much as possible and the reason why i'm focusing on in unforgiveness is because what ends up happening is so many times we address the other emotions but we don't address the residue of these we don't address the fact that we keep going back to well if this or if that and i'm i, I really don't think there's any condemnation here i think it's really just of being aware and catching ourselves when that happens to be able to bring it into the light and just hand it over to God because what happens is we cannot fix what we're not aware of. That's just as simple as it is. We, if we're not aware of it, we're not going to be able to fix it. We're not going to be able to improve it. We're, you know, like it's just going to be there and it's going to keep eating away at our both our mental sanity and our physical well-being. And so. Just to give you guys a quick glimpse of what happens when there's unforgiveness. And now I'm again, unforgiveness in the body doesn't need to be a huge like, you know, event. It could be that. And you might have peeled some layers of that unforgiveness in different stages or, you know, there's sometimes that there's like very severe events, very traumatic situations that also plays a role. But even in small amounts like in this case of the car accident, not letting go of that. And even if I said all these things and, you know, I think I'm okay, but then, you know, like now I have to reschedule this meeting, this meeting I missed and I'm angry because now the person that I wanted to be there, that I was going to pitch this, you know, business thing to is not going to be there. And I keep going back and holding on to this as something that is not going well, then yeah, it is still considered unforgiveness in not just a mental level, but a soul level and a physical level. And so what's going to happen is that when that prolongs, there's still stress hormones that are released. So cortisol and adrenaline, this makes our heart rate and blood pressure elevate. Um, it doesn't need to spike up insanely, but it does tend to go up. And so there's several effects and it depends on each person and what each person makes it mean. For some, this can 
you know, end up being a, a fat storage um, strategy where your body will react as, you know, retaining fat and not allowing it to be metabolized correctly because it thinks that, you know, there's a threat. We need to save all of this. The other effect that can happen is that, you know, if it's not something that you address, it ends up becoming a chronic pain. Muscle tension it really uh, comes up as well. Digestive problems, headaches. Um, it also lowers our metabolism, as I said, because of the cortisol and all the other elements that are playing a role on there. You know, it can also lead into arthritis, back problems, high blood sugar or low bloat, bloat, blown blood, sorry, blood sugar. <laughs> um, and so all of these end up not just affecting our quality of life, but also our health. And it may be very slowly. It may be over time. It may be in lapses. It may be in little things or big things, but it is still playing an important role. And now um, I'll give you guys some examples. For me, it wasn't a lot of fat retention uh, that happened, but for me, it was a lot of energy drain. Um, For a while after my divorce, I was diagnosed with both chronic fatigue, PTSD, and then I had all sorts of severe like um, infections and stuff like that that just kept coming up. And I was like, you know, but I'm addressing this. Um, and I, I genuinely thought at that point, because I, God had taken me through such a training process that I really thought, you know, I'm doing my best. I'm really forgiving. I'm not um, holding on to grudges. I'm not doing any of this stuff. <sighs> and then God said to me, you need to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so that really struck me. And through a series of different people and open doors and resources that he put in my path, he allowed me to see that the biggest issue there for me was the love for myself at that point. It wasn't that I didn't want to forgive or that I wasn't, I was being kinder to the other person i was trying to be more understanding to the other person despite what they had done for me i mean to me and all these other things that had happened and i wasn't doing that to myself so it was really i was trying to pour out of a place of lack because i hadn't addressed the forgiveness with myself and i think that's a place that we all need to visit every so often because we do this unconsciously and i know that when god showed me that i wanted to deny it because in my head i was like no god but i don't wish them any bad i don't wish anything wrong like even despite everything that they did even despite all these things that happened you know i don't wish them bad i don't do this i don't do that and god was like yeah do you wish them all the absolute best in the world and i was like um don't know i mean i can try but as much as i tried i was like i can't do that when i'm not pouring onto me when i'm not really forgiving me and the roles i'm playing in certain aspects of this that i wanted to avoid even looking at and so i'm gonna start going into these different aspects of this as i unfold the effects that happen once we do forgive And so Luke 6 verse 37 says, Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. And here we often think about the other person. We often think about like 
so-and-so did this, but I've forgiven them, so-and-so did that. But we don't really realize the role we are playing here. Are we even judging ourselves? What part? Because there can be two things. There can be one aspect of it when we're like, yeah, I, you know, it wasn't my fault. It was all them. But then we start to forget wanting to forgive them. And then we're like, well, maybe I could have done this. Maybe I should have done that. Maybe. And then we don't realize that there's still judgment. It's just being shifted. There. And there's nothing wrong with taking responsibility, but we need to understand the thin line between both things. Because just as it says here, judge not and you shall not be judged. Sometimes we try to become our own judge. Sometimes we are condemning ourselves or we are so stuck in the shame or the pain that it makes it incredibly difficult to truly and fully forgive. And so there is something that I want to address that happens at a physical level. When you are in this state of shaming yourself, trying to take the blame, or even doing this towards the other person, the presence of that shame, the presence of the unforgiveness cuts off a a higher level of oxygen that can be passing through your body. And it can be so minimal that so many times it's not detected unless it happens over a prolonged period of time. What happens the moment that you start releasing certain things like this and you start being aware of it and looking at it and being very straight up with yourself is that you begin to oxygenate your body better. And so looking at that is very important because even just being aware right now as you take a deep breath, I'm going to just really invite you guys to just take a deep breath and see the difference between you breathing and you actually feeling oxygenated because yes we are all alive so there we must still be breathing but the key difference is the awareness you weren't aware that you weren't taking deep breaths so i want you guys to be aware of this try it again (sighs) okay i want you guys to tell me if you don't immediately feel different um, you know, you can raise your hands. I won't bring you up if you don't want to. But if you feel like that just shifted a little bit inside of you, can feel an actual physical effect right now. Um, I I really just want to take like a quick little pull of that. Okay, I have some some people raising their hand. Thank you. All right. So, okay, that's what happens. That's also the shift that happens when you are first of all aware. Of the fact that, hey, maybe, maybe, just maybe I'm not releasing as much as I think I am from this grudge or from this pain or from this. And I think it's over. I think it's done because I I could have promised and sworn that I was just completely in forgiveness of this person and of this thing and everything. But God was like, uh-uh, you got to look deeper because just because you're breathing doesn't mean you're oxygenating everything as deep. And that's what happens as we just saw right now. Like, yes, you were breathing. Of course, you're alive. You're moving. You're doing this. But taking a pause to take that deep breath and releasing made a huge difference physically, mentally, even just emotionally. Now, imagine what happens when you're aware of, ah, oh, maybe this isn't as digested and I can go a little further in digesting and releasing what's still there. 
And I'm not saying this again from a condemning place or anything like that. I'm sharing this because this is what I truly felt the father showing me about my journey that I needed to share. And so um, that's why we want to look at Luke 6, 37 in that way. Now, the second aspect of this is that God loves us and he wants the absolute best for us, not just good enough. And sometimes we settle for good enough. Why? Because, hey, at least I'm not like super sick. I'm, you know, like it's, I still I've learned to address this. I kind of work with this. I know that I have this issue or that other little issue, but I've just learned to live with it. And the same thing happens when we're, you know, we, you know, like we're pretty sure that, you know, we, I'm not holding on to grudges. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. But are you truly releasing everything to him? Are you truly letting it all go and placing it at your hands, including the way you look at yourself, including the way you judge or condemn yourself, including the way that you may not be fully forgiving with yourself? And what tends to happen is we tend to want to just cruise by with good enough. And good enough for us is like, yeah, I mean, eh, I'm, it's not bothering me as much. It's fine. Or yeah, and that happens to both aspects, you know, physically and mentally and emotionally when we're talking about judgment and unforgiveness. But we can feel it. And there comes a point where we have a pain point and we can even feel the shift in our bodies, in our energy, in the way, oh, even the way we start breathing when all of a sudden that thing gets triggered. And so let's look at Psalm 86 verse 5. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. And sometimes we forget about that aspect, calling to him, literally just calling him and being, all right, God, I really need help here or there's something here. I don't even know what it is. I don't see it, but my body does. And I can, I can promise you, that if there is something physically coming up, it, it, it there is something there emotionally. That's And I'm not just saying this to say it. There are multiple studies, research, all these kinds of things that you can literally be 100% sure that if there is a physical thing coming up, there is an emotional, spiritual soul issue also somewhere there tucked in and you want to call to God. You want to bring it to Him. Now, I'm not saying that this is like, again, this is not like, okay, you're condemned and that's there. That's no, it just means there's something that your body is releasing, that your body is, has taken care of. And as we've talked about, usually 95% of the cases when the physical ailment is coming up, it is because you're already in the healing phase of it. That means that your brain and your emotional state has already started to address it, has already almost released it. And that's why it is now in your body because it's now getting out of you. And all we want to do is, you know, speed up the process. It usually will take as long as it did to deal with the issue than it does to get it out through the physical um, ailments or whatever else is going on. So we don't want to think that something has gone wrong. It's not that, oh, you know, like we're used to sometimes hearing, oh, this person is sick because they've done something wrong. No, this person is now physically releasing everything that they held 
at a mental soul emotional level because it's now being released from the body because it was released from the soul now it's just the physical thing that we see so we get it twisted sometimes but that's not how it is and this is always again from a place of love his love his abounding love he does this and he wants us to have not just one two or three systems of alert in our being because he loves us because he wants the best for us he doesn't want us to be in a state of you know ah this is good enough which is very comfortable sometimes i i must admit i've been there when i'm just like well you know things aren't bad they're not extremely excellent but they're not bad i'm just comfortable here and i'm doing you know his will i'm doing this i'm doing that but you know what sometimes he's telling you yeah um no i want something even greater this is not just good enough this there's something so much better and if we're just willing to look at it call to him and allow him to address it in us he will he will show you he will literally tell you hey guess what he will call you out if you allow him to he will call you out when you call him that's the takeaway in that point that i wanted to make the next one is that you are renewed and you are made new and we talk about this a lot in the morning rooms when we're renewing our mind when we're talking about our thoughts but as we've also said before, they, our thoughts are not just out there in space. They're actual physical creations in our brain. There's actual connections, electrical, neurological, you know, pathways that are formed. That are, like they're actual physical things. Your thoughts are not just like how we tend to see it as something that comes and goes. It is actually physical representations in your brain and in your body, including the body tissues. And so something that the lord showed me um i don't often talk about this but i really do feel the lord showing me to address this here um during the five years that i was married it was a very very abusive marriage um there was all kinds of violence extreme physical violence to the point where i was beaten so bad some days i didn't wake up until a day or two after um there was all sorts of uh you know horrible you know just things um and a lot of it a lot of it for me was getting to the point of shame because there was marital rape uh, constantly there was all these kinds of things and most of it for me was um an understanding of like okay god if th this cannot be what you created this to be and a uh, part of me was you know well i was trying to rationalize a lot of it to a certain degree until god said to me one day he said you know this is not where i want you to be and this is not what i have for you i have and and at that up to that point i literally thought well this is what he wants because you know marriage is supposed to be sacred i got married and i was honoring my parents and this is who they had picked out for me because it was like somebody that um was very honorable had a great reputation at church it was like you know like it was supposed to be this perfect thing and i was being super respectful by honoring like who my family had picked and all these things right um and so i was like how is this you know how can this not be what he wants and I remember in that moment, he showed me the way I saw myself and the way he saw me. And it was so, so insanely different that I, I was just in awe of the fact that, you know, when I look at myself in the mirror, 
this is what I see. I see somebody that's broken, somebody that's completely destroyed, somebody full of shame, somebody that, you know, is doing all these things. And then he saw, then when he said to me, like, this is not how I see you. I see you as wonderfully made. I see you as precious, honorable in my sight, all these things. I was just in awe of how there was a huge gap between both. And so in that moment, um, I, I know that one of the things that I, I like he just brought to my attention because it was something I knew, but I hadn't really held on to was that this body that I had and that had gone through all these horrible things and scenarios was not the body that was going to be in this world in five, seven years later. Because everything, every aspect of your body regenerates. Every tissue, every cell has a life cycle. It dies and then it's recreated and it's renewed. Just like your thoughts can be renewed and recreated, so does every aspect of your body, every tissue, every organ renews and replenishes itself. That is how wonderfully made and created you are. So the person, even the physical skin that this person touched or that this person did this to is no longer existing. Exists does no does no uh, sorry no longer exists after a certain amount of years because there are cells that renew within a day. There are tissues that renew within three months. There are tissues that renew nine months. The longest organs and tissues renewed in no more than uh, five to seven years. And so for all of these to be replenished and renewed, all of them would be around six, seven years. And so when we're able to see that, we can see like it's not even the same person that they touched. It's not even the same person that they did anything to. It's not even the same person that's present. Even though we maintain certain characteristics and factors, it's not just a new you mentally and emotionally. It's a new you even physically. And that renewing and replenishes and replenishing makes it so much easier to let go of and forgive I'm not just talking about the other person, which is powerful, but yourself, because it's not even the same physical being. And so understanding that when God showed me that was so beautiful and loving and just full of just joy for me that I was able to see how loved we are, that we are never stuck. We are never the same. And all these things that we sometimes tend to look at as painful or as an issue or as an illness, it's just something there that we can definitely address as a loving act of God to allow us to release whatever has been held inside and whatever we truly are already releasing to continue to move through that process. And so forgiveness also allows you to be aware physically of those replenishing changes inside of you, of all those cells dying and renewing and new ones being created and multiplied. And guess what? New thought patterns come about. New electrical connections in your neurons happen as well in this stage. The moment, the moment, the second that you realize that that is happening, that is another new electrical connection, another new pathway being formed, just to be aware of that. And so I want you guys to see 
how cool it is so even if you have forgiven even if you don't have anything to let go of anymore you've not got no grudges you know everything like just right now thinking of the fact that your entire body is being replenished and renewed and that cells inside of you are dying and multiplying and creating new ones just even that thought created a new pathway in your brain and so that is how cool the god we serve has made us and so second corinthians 5 7 therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come you are new you are loved you are renewed you are replenished you're worthy and god sees you as precious and honorable and i want you guys to not forget that because that leads us to the last two points i want to make forgiving is not hard and i know i know that we live in a world where everybody tells us that it is where things appear as if they are where you know it's a lot quote unquote easier to hold on to the grudge or to just call out somebody and just be like "Uh uh-uh but they did this to me but and i'm not talking about forgetting the fact and, and not remembering the lesson or the things that we learned or whatever i'm talking about the true forgiveness that comes with that the true forgiveness that allows us to release victim mode which is sometimes quite comfortable but it is actually a lot harder to live in victim mode and to live a life in that space than it is to let go, forgive, grow, and allow God to truly, truly bring you out of that place because he wants to. He wants to give you more than good enough. He wants to give you amazing, great. He is placing you in higher places he is bringing you to seat in heavenly places but it is those things that are not you know you are holding back yourself and here's what i want here's why i go into this part the research has shown like there has been multiple studies that prove that there is a physical change in your body that happens when you forgive and a physical like actual weight in your body that is there when you don't so one of the one of the studies that they did is that they well they did several one of them is they brought a bunch of people that had a high level of fitness that were regular athletes they measured their ability to jump They also did this with a basketball team. They measured their ability to jump and they scored their highest jump. Like they they took note of their highest vertical jump. Okay. Once they did that, they had them go through a problem. Like, you know, to remember a moment in their life that somebody wronged them. They They could choose any kind of wrong that they wanted. And so when they chose that problem... They, they separated the group. They, one of the groups was told to really work on just saying they, were, they forgave and truly coming to a place of peace with that issue or problem and just being at such peace that they were able to feel no longer 
any grudge or resentment. They were actually able to naturally just smile and feel like they had let it go completely. Then right after that, they measured their vertical jump again. On average, they were able to jump higher by at least five to seven centimeters, at least. Okay, that is, and this is, these are people that jump all the time, that have a certain level of height that they can reach, that were recorded their highest jump, and now they were able to elevate that. They were able to bring it up even higher just by getting into that state of forgiveness and letting go, feeling that peace and bringing in that joy despite the issue, despite the grudge, despite how hard or horrible or little or big the problem was. So imagine that the, the level of changes that happen inside of your body for it to have the capacity to do that. And that's why I say that it is not hard. What's hard is to keep holding on to things, especially those that we don't want to acknowledge or even look at. That's hard because guess what? That is what's holding you back in many areas, in many levels, not just physically, in your health, in your wealth, in your wisdom, in your walk, in every space of it. The serotonin levels in your brain are lower than they need to be when you are dealing with these kind of things. There's, you know, as we talked about the increase on other hormones and there's a muscle tension that doesn't allow you to fully function to the level of movement to the to the amount of movement and flexibility and you just as i even the lightness that your body feels when you let go of things and when you truly forgive and so truly you know there is that aspect that we want to look at because it's not just about what happens in our mind it's also what that leads into in the physical realm as we know, this is, you know, we are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. And so that body also plays a very key and important role. And so there was also another research um, that I'll go into in this last point that I'm going to make because uh, I did start off a little bit a few minutes later, um, but it, I'm going over normally. I, I finish off at the 30 minutes, but I do think this is a very important topic. So the last point is, that a state of unforgiveness is physically like carrying a heavy burden. And I'm going to go into the different details of what happens in your physical body. When you are in this burden of victim mode or trying to still, you know, or holding on to something, what happens is that it's not just at a mental level. As we know, everything's connected. So the moment you forgive there's actually a physical lightening of the load. Normally, your muscles tighten. This causes an imbalance. When, when you're in a state of a grudge or just anger or unforgiveness, what happens is that there's an imbalance of the muscle tension that creates certain pains in your limbs, in your neck, in different areas. The blood flow decreases. As I also said, the supply of oxygen, nutrients that are getting to the cells are not at its optimum level. And then, you know, it is so much easier to have an injury, to be at risk of these kind of things because of those chemical imbalances. But along with that, all the tension in your body that is physically 
represented there. And so multiple studies have shown that every single time a victim is able to reconcile with the with and forgive and just even address the forgiveness and, and truly, truly start that, there is a sense of release, a physical sense of release. There is no longer powerlessness. It actually becomes empowerment. And there is a physical shift in their bodies. They have done CT scans. They have done, they have done physical body scans, like the entire body scans. They have seen even through thermostats and all these different types of, you know, cool medical machines, the effects that happen when we're able to forgive. And so I don't think our loving father wants us to miss out on that, to miss out on the amazing things he has for us on the other side, if we would just release and let go. But as I said, sometimes the problem is that we think we're working on forgiving the other person when we first need to do some forgiveness for ourselves. And I know that's the space that God so lovingly took me to when I was trying because I knew I wanted to forgive. I knew I didn't want to hold on to that because at some point I was like, he's already taken five years. How many more am I going to give him? How many more am I going to choose to give him when I don't forgive? And God said, yes, but have you forgiven yourself because you're living with yourself every single day? And there's still things that you're holding on to that I have not given you. He wasn't giving me the condemnation. He wasn't giving me the shame. I was taking it on. I was not forgiving myself for certain things. And so it wasn't until I truly worked intentionally with forgiving myself and forgiving the choices I had made and certain things or even sticking around that long or not finding in all these other things that I was able to then be in a level where I could forgive the other person and not just forgive but like truly truly get to a level where I'm able to wish them the absolute best like not just good enough like truly the best pray for good things to happen to them because I wasn't praying for bad things but I was also not praying for great things for them and when I was able to go through that entire process everything shifted like it truly truly shifted and it was not just all these physical effects I was you know I was in every sport so it wasn't like I was not um in shape or anything but just even my mile runs I was it was the first time I won first place in a 5k it was the first time I made you know I was able to play in both a mixed group of volleyball because I was able to reach a vertical jump that I had never been able to reach um when I was in volleyball I was like there was actual physical things happening that were also being placed in the other realms like I was able to get all these scholarships I wasn't expecting um things you know I got a job position that was not supposed to be for somebody at my level but they were just you know God just starts to align everything that he already has there for you he wants to give you it's right there it's not like we said we're not working for towards victory we're just it's there for us we just don't even see it because we're so blinded and weighed down by guilt shame pain, anger, grudges that may not even, you know, like that you might not even be aware of. But when you're able to truly come to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, show me, show me what's there. So many times it's not even for the other person, but as we started off the room for ourselves and the fact that we cannot love our neighbor as we love ourselves 
if we're not loving ourselves enough that's where we need to start and i just want to close off with that um i'm gonna give a bible verse that i really want to hold on to that helped me through this but i i want to explain um i want to explain the fact that there was a very intentional exercise that god showed me and i I went to tons of you know like i was like there was psychologist therapist i couldn't afford them um but (laughs) i did it but i realized like it wasn't gonna help at that point where i was i really needed god directly to train me it was god who was the one training me and he i would come to him every morning and every night go up to the rooftop and say lord okay you're my therapist you're my psychologist what do you want me to work on today like what is today's assignment that you are giving me um and I was living in a country where he was buying off the judges. All things were like against me. But I knew that if I had God, nobody could be against me. And so I knew that if I came to the Lord and he would show me what he wanted me to work on. And I want to share one very powerful exercise that um, I don't remember. Sometimes he will tell you things directly. Sometimes he will bring people. He will bring resources. He will bring a video your way that you're just like, it makes sense. And I re- I don't recall exactly how he brought this about but i remember that day i cried and i said okay show me what you need me to do and he said i need you to recognize your own voice and i need you to understand the clearly the difference between your voice and mine because i'm not shaming you i'm not condemning you i'm not judging you but you need to listen to your voice and you need to forgive yourself as well and that exercise i'm going to ask you guys to write it down if you guys can because it's so powerful and he just made me remember this yesterday i did it for a whole year that exercise is coming to the mirror like literally going to the mirror looking at yourself And stating your name and I forgive you for. So I had to do that. That was the first thing. There's three steps to this. That first one was looking at myself in the mirror and saying, Anna, I forgive you for listening to everybody else instead of your heart when it came to who you should marry. Anna, I forgive you for putting up with so much violence during five years and i forgive you for and seven things that come up to your mind like those seven things and the first time you might need an hour you might need to schedule off an hour because trust me you're gonna cry but you're looking at yourself in the eye with your voice in that mirror telling and stating the seven things you're forgiving yourself for the second prompt is i am so proud of you for And you're going to look at yourself and say, like, in my case, my name is Anna. So you would say your name. Um, Anna, I am so proud of you for truly trusting God and walking out of this. Anna, or like, you know, like your name, Anna. I am so proud of you for coming to God every morning and letting him train you. Or, you know, whatever it is for you. You know, it could be, some days it was literally, Anna, I am so proud of you for showering. Because I was in such a state where I was just like, I didn't even want to shower. Like, I didn't even want to look at myself physically. Like, truly, that's how bad it was. And so it can be big. It can be little. It is whatever it is that is coming up for you. But you need to look at yourself in the eyes as you're doing this. And you state seven things that you are forgiving yourself for. Seven things that you're proud of yourself for. And then seven things that you're committing to. And it doesn't have to be big. 
Some days it was just, Anna, I'm committing to truly having a full meal because I didn't even want to eat. Anna, I commit to you that I will hold you and hug you. Like I will literally have to hug myself sometimes and tell me myself it was going to be okay because yes we know that the father is there yes he loves us and yes he is there for us but he also has given us this assignment to care for ourselves to love ourselves as we are called you know to love others but sometimes we want to love others and we forget about loving ourselves and so that needs to be something we train on too so just to recall seven things looking at yourself stating your name in the mirror that you are forgiving yourself for seven things that you are proud of yourself for today and seven things that you are committing to and they don't have to be big commitments they can literally be like wearing that clothes that you somebody told you you looked ugly in but you loved it could be something simple okay but you want to do this and you want to commit to doing this for at least one month. The first time I would really suggest you schedule out an hour because you will cry. Trust me, you will cry. You will have some tears. You might not get through the first seven things. You might have to. It's okay. You pray first, you do this next, and you're talking to yourself, looking at yourself in the eyes. And when you do that, you want to then keep up with this every day. I know I did it for a whole year the first time. And you, I, I promise you, you will see physical shifts you this is the first exercise i have my clients do and I, we work on it and i i literally have them take a picture of themselves the beginning of the month and at the end of the month and they see physical shifts and so i want to ask you guys to give yourself the opportunity to do that to try it out and if anybody has any questions or comments or anything that you want to share please feel free to come up i am going to actually just mention the last verse that i really uh want to share because it helped so much first peter 5 7 cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for us he truly does like you don't have to carry this you don't have to hold on to this you don't have to be you know doing this alone you're not alone you do need to recognize your voice and you need to recognize the father's voice but you're never alone and he is always there every time even if you think it sounds bad or ugly or yucky or whatever when you're angry give it to him like if he's not upset to hear you tell him your thoughts or your anger all this but give it to him stop trying to carry it and hold on to it yourself because it is physically weighing you down as well so that's um the the lesson for today thank you all for joining me in this episode of healthy wealthy wise mind if you would like to be live in my room recordings on clubhouse you can find me at anagaeta on clubhouse and telegram where you can also message me directly again that's username a-n-a-g-a-e-t-a on both of those apps i would love to learn more about you and your journey And in case you want to know a little more about me, let me just share that as a mindset coach and wellness trainer for God's starting lineup, I'm here to help you get off the bench and into the field that you have been assigned. Whether your ministry is at home as a mom or you're called to multiply and serve thousands, your temple needs to be at an optimum condition for when God calls. So 
Let's get you operating in the next level of faith and fitness today. You can contact me directly at anagaeta on Telegram or find me on the Clubhouse app. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and have a wonderful, blessed day.